I remember it like it was yesterday. You and I were flying back from an event we did together in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was a large event for Finish Line, which is a footwear retailer. And every year, they fly all of their store managers to Indy, which is where their headquarters is based. They do it for training. At the time, I was a brand manager for a brand that Finish Line carried, and uh, you were our brand's ambassador. We had spent the last two days presenting to hundreds of store managers. And needless to say, it was a long two days. But we each got on our airplane. You went back to L.A., and I was headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, and our flights could not have been more different. I slept on the plane, and you edited a video for your YouTube channel. Now, there's nothing wrong with either flight, but it's a story that has really stuck with me for years now, as you continued to put in the work needed to grow your fan base. And instead of checking out mentally and saying, ah, you know, I've had a really long two days, I've already put in a ton of hours, ton of work, I'm tired... I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. You decided to open up your laptop and continue to create, which I think is the fundamental difference between those who dream of something and those who actually do something. Now, that's just a sample of my conversation with Jacques Slade, my first guest, who is the YouTube sneaker unboxing king with over a million subscribers. But before we get to him, let's get to know each other first. If you are listening to this, I've done it. I have finally hit the record button on my very own podcast. It's something I've dreamed about doing for a while now and honestly for far too long. And I say this hopefully as encouragement to go start or try that thing that's just been rolling around in the back of your brain as well. And even if it's as simple as getting up and going for a morning walk. And if you stick around and listen to this podcast, I think you'll find one common theme amongst all of my guests, which is... Each and every one of them got up every single day and moved their story forward by putting in the work. So with that, let's set the stage for what the heck you're even listening to. So first, who am I? Well, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. I'm a nobody by the world standard of success. I do not have 100,000 followers, a million-dollar company. I've never written a best-selling book. I don't even have a book. Well, I have a book that I read, but I've never written a book, which are all completely fine with me. Because we all have to start somewhere, right? But what I do have is a passion for storytelling, working and flexing creative muscles, and learning from those who have gone before me. Professionally, I do work in the marketing space, and personally, I live at the beach in North Carolina, two wonderful kids, grew up collecting sneakers and playing baseball, which is why the obvious sports influence theme for this podcast. Now, who are my guests? My guests are content creators, CEOs, founders, musicians, athletes, and everyone else in between who have all successfully grown their own fan base. They'll take us through their journey filled with the highs and the lows, the hard work, and maybe some right place at the right time moments that it took to get to where they are today. And full disclaimer, not everyone will have the same definition of success or fan base. There's a lot of talented, hardworking, smart people who have small but loyal fan bases as well. So I invite you to come alongside of me with my journey as I set out to grow a fan base for the very first time in my life. I'm actually creating something purely for the fun of creating it. It doesn't matter if this podcast has one subscriber or a million. My goal is to have fun and to be creative, and hopefully we learn together. But if you want to, you can go ahead and hit the subscribe button if the spirit moves you to do so. Too soon? I agree. Let's get through the first episode. 
Welcome to the Grow a Fanbase podcast. I am your host, Will Hardison. I invite you to come along with me as we learn from creators, founders, CEOs, musicians, athletes, and everyone else on how they grew their own fan base. Full disclaimer, not all definitions of success are the same. Some of my guests might be household names that you've heard of before, while others might be someone you've never even heard of. Regardless, each and every one of them got up every day and put in the work needed to continue to move their story forward. My first guest is Jacques Slade. Jacques is the YouTube sneaker unboxing king with over 1 million subscribers. Jacques and I's relationship started professionally, but we've cultivated a friendship over the years that I am truly grateful for, and I'm honored that he's agreed to be my very first podcast guest. All right, welcome to episode one. I am here with a good friend of mine, Jacques Slade. How are you, man? I'm well, man. How are you today, Will? I'm good. So, you know what? Everybody who follows this episode has a has big shoes to fill, literally and metaphorically, right? So, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I think I'm less impressive than people think. So we'll fit. We'll see. I guess through that. Well, this you're good episode. looking. You're good that, looking. That part I will acknowledge. Okay. I will acknowledge. I'll yeah. take that. I'll take okay. that and bring it in. <laughs> bring it in. <laughs> All right. So uh, since Ray, your manager, did not send a bio, thank you for that, Ray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to throw out there uh, your stats, okay? okay? So just like a baseball card, right? So 1.3 million YouTube subscribers, 177,000 Instagram followers. Right. When you hear those numbers, how does that make you feel? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, you also forgot like terrible golfers, like 17 handicap, like well, all, sure. the, all those, things those can, numbers, those, too. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah those yeah. numbers, too. Those numbers count. So those numbers feel like me. But the million and the <laughs> 177,000, those those definitely don't don't feel like me. You know, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or whatever. It, all the things that the cool people say, uh, I just, you know. I, I just create what I like to create and the results of that are are not something I try to be too invested in because I don't want to get caught up in that hype. I just try to just continue doing do what I'm doing and try to say as true to the art of what I'm creating as possible. Well, I think it's paid off. You sticking true to who you are. I think you're probably and we've hung out multiple times and I always tell people like and they ask me, they're like, What's he like? And I'm like, he's so humble. Like just so humble and and that's why like I knew it would kind of make you feel uncomfortable when I said one point three million subscribers because you are one of the most humble guys out there that is doing this. Um now I kinda wanna we have those numbers, right? Let's ignore all those numbers. I wanna go back to like day one when you first started this, those early days. Like, why did you do this? Well, um, well, there's there's two early days, I guess, two moments really. Uh, one when I was working back at Kicks on Fire back in 2009, and I wanted to create content that I felt like could be on TV. Um, it was nowhere near that type of quality. Let's let's be clear. Um, but I wanted to create something different for the sneaker world, and I wasn't even thinking of it really as the sneaker world. I was just trying to find a new avenue for Kicks on Fire to really spread the word about sneakers. And at the time, 2009, it was definitely sneakers. And so I started doing this uh, series called The Weekend Sneaks that I did there. Um, but this was on their channel. My channel didn't actually start till 2013 uh, when I got fired from Nice Kicks. So I was at Nice Kicks for a little while, got fired. Um, and then I started my own channel 
subsequently after so that. How'd you get why'd you get fired? Can we uh, can I ask that? Is that it's, okay? It's a it's a long it's a long <laughs> story, but essentially I was supposed to do something. Uh the management felt like they should be doing it instead of me doing it. Uh there were some emails exchanged back and forth and um by the end of the weekend I no longer had access to email. So that yeah, that's kind of okay. how that went. Yeah. But before, weren't you like you were teaching uh, music, right? Like in a previous life, weren't you before all of this? Yes. So music, music has always been a part of kind of who I am and what I do. Um, even people that follow me in the sneaker world, every once in a while, I'll do like a rap and I'll change like a, a sneaker review into a rap. Like I did it with a what the Jordan fives or I'll just do something silly and make a little rap. I did it about the Jordan 29. Just, you know, just kind of having fun with it. But prior to that, I was a, a teacher at a music school where I taught electronic music um, and taught kids basically how to use like GarageBand and how to sequence tracks okay. and how to mix, how to master and stuff like that. And how to really kind of help them get their ideas out um, through music. So you've been creating for quite some time. And by the way, I feel like I should pipe in uh, some music here of the leave the app open song that yes, you did. Yes, so yes. I, I'm gonna need that track to go ahead and lay it in like right here. What you doing? Sneakers app, sneakers app. You trying to come, trying to come. Oh, don't say that, it's a trap. Just keep swiping, click, click, in and draw real swift. But you won't get not a chance, not even close. Ooh, you hit the light, the little heart, a couple times. Get notified, but they already gone. You should be pumped up instead of upset, but you can't get any sneakers that you want in the app. Just seems like it's a game, cause every time you get played, thinking you're gonna win. So if you wanna beat these bots, you gotta leave your app open. Leave your sneaker I just, I just uh, we were just talking about that because I did a remix version that we haven't put out with okay. uh, with Tamara Dia from Complex. Okay. So we I, we did a version with her as well uh, that we never actually released, and we were planning on shooting a music video for it, but it just never kind of came together. But yeah, there's a, a another version of that song we were just talking about well, when we were in I New York. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> okay, but you so. Nice kicks, and then you're on Kicks on Fire and all that. But what, like, okay, you're making content for other people. What was sort of that, okay, I'm going to go do this for myself? Well, I mean, the, the do it myself was when I got fired from Nice Kicks. Like, yeah. I didn't really have a choice. I was like, you know, I knew I couldn't. Part of, part of the reason why I, I, I stayed focused on video was I wanted to be able to provide a sneaker blog but I knew I couldn't compete with like sneaker news, nice yeah. kicks, kicks on fire and guys like that. So the only advantage I had was the video and no one, not many people were doing video back then, uh, especially when I started doing it at kicks on fire. Like no one was really doing it then, yeah. you know, subsequent years, people started doing more video content. So in 2013, that was really my only like vantage or advantage that I had was to create like a, a, a sneaker blog, but do it as a, a video series. So it was almost like a daily vlog, but more about the sneaker world. So this was basically became your full time job, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I was still doing like because I didn't have a real job. I was doing like 15 other things as well just to make sure ends meet. Yeah. So I was definitely hustling back then. This didn't become a job where I could not do anything else until probably uh, probably 
2015, 2016 was okay. when it became uh, a thing that I could just do and I could like survive and, you know, feed the family without sure. taking pictures at a wedding or I was <laughs> I, seriously, I was doing really? like, wedding photographer for a few weddings and uh, event photographer. And I was taking pictures at um, like the local parks here in my city. Like they have this like activities guide that they send out to all the residents of the city. So I would go around to all the classes and take pictures of the classes while they were happening. And they would use them in like the next issue of the, uh, of the, the, whatever the Gazette or whatever it is it's called. Man, what haven't you done? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, when you got to hustle, man, you got to make true. money, you got to make money, you got to do what you can. Well, so, and I think that's, I think that's huge because I think a lot of people, think like, okay, I'm just going to, and people do this, right? Like I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to create content and I'm going to make six figures. Right. Well, yeah. And yeah. Don't think it quite works that way. It doesn't. Um, Unfortunately, it does not. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, it does not. I think if it did, you know, I mean, everybody would do it, but <laughs> all right. So you've started this channel, you're creating video content around sneakers, like you're unboxing sneakers, talking about them. So let's talk about like the early, early days of growth and scale. So what were the strategies from getting like zero to a hundred subscribers? What'd you do that worked, didn't work? So here's the, there wasn't honestly a strategy back then. Like today in today's world of YouTube and, and social media, there, there's so many like growth hacks and strategies attached to it. Back then, you know, there wasn't the, I don't know if the economy for that wasn't as prevalent as it is now. Yeah. And so I was honestly, most of my time was spent just trying to create the best content that I could. So I think that if anything, that would be the growth. That would, that was what the strategy was. Let's create the best content that you can create and hope that it turns into, you know, it turns into something. Cause I mean, there's an audience for everyone, how big that audience is. No one really knows at first when you first start out and you can't really start out with that in mind. You have to love what you're doing, honestly. Cause if you start out with the thought of growth in mind, if you don't grow right away, you're going to be disappointed. And yeah. that may discourage you from continuing to create. So you have to fall in love with wanting to create first and then start thinking about the other things. Love to create, love what you're doing, love what you're talking about, love what you're making, and allow that to be the guide and create the best versions of those things as possible. But I still feel, and that's that's awesome, because I, I feel like you do that still today. I mean, even now, you've got the followers, you've got the fan base, if you will, like, just you and I chat on the side and you'll send me some videos you're working on. You're like, all right, man, like, what do you see? Like critique it. Like I want yeah. it to get better. And does this slide in too fast and camera? I mean, all sorts of stuff. I feel like you've never let that, you know, let your foot off the gas of just creating really, really good content. And the next video has to be better than the previous video. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has to look at it that way. You want to create the best content possible and whatever, whatever that means. And however that manifests, like you definitely want to create the best content you can. Yeah. So I want to talk about opportunities and challenges along the way, because I think a lot of people go out and they're like, oh, cool. This is going to open up all these different types of doors, which it does. <laughs> yeah. But then I also know that a lot of doors shut. So would love to hear like one or two examples of, holy cow, like, this is awesome. I get to do this. Um, I say the, the moment that I probably remember the most is when um, there was a series uh, for Disney, Disney Plus, 
and like Jeff Goldblum came over to my house and did an unboxing with me. Like who yeah. I, I did, you know, 2009, 2003, help 2016, 17, 18, 19, ja, would have never imagined having Jeff Goldblum in my sneaker room doing an unboxing. Like that's just absolutely insane. insane. You don't, you don't, you can't plan for that. You don't look for that in any sort of way. It just happened. And like, so that's really exciting. Um, sneakers have taken me all around the world, you know, and you, again, not something that I, I was looking for or something that I was expecting, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, now I'm, people recognize me. So that's definitely weird when you're out with your family and people see you and they're like, Jock Slade, like literally. <laughs> and you, you look know, around like, who? Yeah. Yeah. Where? So, so, I mean, there's, there's that, that side of it, of it. And you know, it also opens you up for more critique as well. So it kind of comes with the territory. Yes. Yep. It has blessed me financially. I'm great. Uh, things have been going wonderfully, but it also opens you up for a lot of critique on the internet. And, you know, people are, not as kind as they they can be uh, yep. sometimes. I know it's a shock to hear, but sometimes people on the internet are very, very, uh, let's say terse or uh, yeah. And so um, that that part of it as well is is a bit challenging because you want to read the comments because you want to get the good feedback and you want to make sure you're giving your audience the best content you can. And when people take that as an opportunity to attack you for whatever reason, you know, it's a bit, you know, it's a little disheartening, but you know, it also comes with the territory. So I can't, I, you can complain about it, but also, you know, if you're going to complain about it, you, you have to realize like how much of a blessing this has been for me as well. So yeah. I try to balance those two things. I'm a little disappointed. Oh. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I felt like doing the Indianapolis finish line managers like <laughs> together would have been like one of the two examples. I'm what just, that's it's that's, fine. It's it's no, on it's, it's okay. on the list. It's because you know I do these podcasts, and when people ask a question like that, I have to mix it up. I can't give the same answer True. all the time. So you'll use our example for another podcast. Yeah, I get it. I get it. one. Yeah, yeah. I get this, it. I, totally I felt like it. it'd been too meta for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd been too meta. <laughs> all right. So challenges along the way, like one of those, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like this is super hard. Um, I think one of the main challenges is the self motivation. Because you like you're the boss at yep. the end of the day, so you have to get up and you have to do it. Like there's no one here to to say, "Hey, clock in at eight and clock out at five. You have got to do it on your own. And sometimes it's hard, you know. I mean, I'm at just like anybody else. You know, you have a long night. You don't want to get up and get to work. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, you know, now it's even more important that you get up and work because if it's not a situation where I can be like, "Hey." Uh, Will, I can't come in today. I'm not feeling well yep. because, you know, I can still, I get sick pay when I work for Will, but when I work for Jot, there is no such thing as sick pay. So I've, I've got to kind of keep grinding and keep pushing on my own, regardless of what's going on around me. Yeah. I think the biggest like example, and I use this all the time is, and I'm going to bring up that trip where we were in Indy together and we both went to the airport at the same time, leaving that trip. And it was like a long two or three days, right? Like we had talked to hundreds, if not thousands of store managers of finish line and did like six different sessions and events yeah. and all sorts of things. 
and like we're both tired and you get on a flight i get on a flight and i sleep on my flight you <laughs> edit a video right and so that's like one of those it's always hit me of just the discipline that it does take because you could have slept right but yeah. then no one is going to edit that video and get that content out because i think you even like you filmed a video in the hotel room yeah. while we were there right so you had to edit and get it out and and push it out um and just like i don't believe most people understand how much effort and work and discipline actually goes into being a content creator. Yeah. And, and like, I don't want to make it seem like you're constantly working all the time. It, it does. It does feel like that at times. Don't get me yeah. wrong. It does feel like you're working 24 um, seven. But there is there is a level of like of discipline you need to have. Like you need to be able to go to events like a lot of times i would go to like a nike event or an adidas event and like shoot content and all these things and that evening you know go to dinner and then everybody's like hey let's go out let's go out and hang and i'm like i i don't have i don't have someone that i can send this to to finish yep. it so i need to go finish it where a lot of these guys you know if you're with complex or sports illustrated or espn you know they have the guys that come and shoot and they can send it to back to somebody at the office to edit it and get it right like i didn't have those liberties i had to be the guy back at the office so we'd go to dinner everybody would go out and hang and i'd be like all right i'm headed back to the hotel yeah, i gotta, gotta edit. edit i gotta edit i gotta get this together so you know the, the glamorous side i think people see the glamorous side of like oh jacques in new york city or jacques in chicago and doing all of these cool things um but they just see the instagram side of it they don't yep. see the the three hours uh that i'm in my hotel room editing while everybody else is out having a good time so they miss they i, I don't share those parts maybe i should start sharing those parts for, would, to make it more realistic yeah, so I mean, people see I think it people i think people love to see that because i think it's sort of the behind the scenes like i love watching behind the scenes of how something was made and stuff like that right and it's yeah. kind of like here's here's me sitting yeah i mean i don't know how many likes you would get but here's me sitting yeah, in a hotel room video. editing <laughs> editing yeah. a video um yeah. <laughs> look, how, look how cool i am <laughs> look at me <laughs> all right so how do you make a living doing this? Like, what are the different revenue streams for you? There's a bunch of different ways, honestly. Uh, most of it is through brand partnerships, um, but you make money with YouTube uh, through ad revenue, brand partnerships, um, a lot of video content. I shoot content for a lot of people, um, for, for a couple of brands and create content for them, I host events for brands. Um, and hopefully, you know, at some point get like some kind of, merch going it's been something i've been trying and uh failing at miserably You've been working on that for quite yeah, some yeah, time yeah. right I've, yeah I've, I've tried it a couple of times like i did the cleaners and it just didn't pop off the way that i want to we're going to work on an apparel line but that just kind of fell through just because it just uh i'm not a great salesman of my own things but i'm trying to get better at that and so the hope is that within the next six months to a year to kind of develop products to kind of create a merch line that can live outside of outside of me and my face because yep. i think a lot of things are dependent on me and the work that i do right now and you definitely want to get out get away from that because that's not really like a a business that's more of like a it's like a hustle almost yep. like i want to create a business that can survive with or without me and right now the business cannot survive without me so it feels more like a hustle than it feels like a business yeah so what does a week in the life of jacques slade look like uh, depends on the week. 
Uh, but generally, um, if you guys want TMI here, uh, I'm up at six, uh, to give my dog medicine because my dog is sick. And so he gets, he gets pills at six o'clock in the morning. I take him out, use the bathroom. Um, then after that, I typically, um, come to the studio, go through emails, look at everything that I kind of have to do for the day. Uh, when I'm in a right headspace, I'll go for a run and then I'm back here working in there's some there's always something going on there's either social media content i need to create there's a youtube video i need to shoot uh there's product i need to, to shoot for something else um there's uh, a pitch deck i need to put together because get ideas for a show because i have i have a, like i have a show with the pga tour so a lot of it is coming into this studio and creating content on some scale um, whether that's a, a YouTube video or if it's a, a quick thing for social media. And I probably do that. You know, I'm in here usually from eight till three till three or four o'clock. Um, I usually eat lunch like when I'm probably when I'm done working. Very rarely <laughs> do I eat lunch like in the middle of the day like I should. Um, and then I'll try and just kind of let go. I'll just I'll sit back and just watch a lot like YouTube videos. I'll go I'll go to the range and hit some balls um, or, you know, take care of the responsibilities that I have here, like at the house, um, which I should probably be doing more of, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, take, take care of the responsibilities that you have just having a home and li just life things. Mrs. Kusta would appreciate that. Yes. She would definitely appreciate that. <laughs> but I do feel like you're very present, like all the time. I mean, I see you replying on Twitter and getting into conversations like, all hours of the day. Like, I mean, I know you'd mentioned earlier, like it feels like it never stops probably because yeah. it never does. Right. Yeah. It never, I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, part, part of my job is being up on everything that's going on. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. part of being in the sneaker space. You got to know everything that's dropping and not that I know everything that's dropping. I, I definitely am not as connected because there's so much happening in the sneaker space right now. It's hard to keep track of every little thing. But part of it is like, okay, checking Twitter, checking Instagram, checking TikTok, checking Snapchat, uh, checking CNN, checking The Verge, checking, you know, all the news sites and seeing what's going on around the world. So like, that's a constant part of my day as well. Like I'm glued, I'm glued yeah. to this thing. Like I'm constantly on this thing, trying to, you know, making sure that something crazy doesn't happen. Or if something crazy does happen, find it does happen finding what's my take on that how am right, i yep. going to like share my thoughts on this wild thing that happened in the sneaker world and i think that's again kind of going back to something you said earlier like that's all you right yeah. like i mean with the numbers we said at the beginning of the show like it's still just all you and you know you're not an npr show where there's a team of people researching and doing their homework on a guest and yeah. basically handing you the sheet as you walk in like no like you're doing it all right yeah yeah i've gotten i've gotten lucky now now i have i do have a small team that i work with i work with a guy named juan martinez he helps me on hard pass and um he helps with a lot of the writing now. Um, so we'll go back and forth and we'll talk about ideas and he'll put together everything. And then we kind of go back over it again at the end and then we yeah. push it out. And I have an editor now as well that helps. So I have a guy okay. named Preezy that helps me edit, but that's, I'm still yeah, editing still myself. You. I'm still, he's still editing, like he's editing, but I'm still editing as well. Yep. So like, I wouldn't without those two, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now uh, at the level that I do it now. And like the, uh, the consistency that I do now. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't be at that level because um, those guys definitely carry a lot of the weight of the things that I don't necessarily have to do. Um, and they make it, they make it a lot easier. They make it a lot easier on me now. And, but even now, like I probably need to add like one or two more people so we can be really efficient and do some of like the bigger things that I want to do. Um, and, and that's what I would say for anybody out there. That's why it's important to start building a team around you. Cause the bigger the ideas get, the more people need to be involved. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause it's great. Like, I can do it all. I can light, I can set up the mic, I can write the script, I can use the teleprompter, I can edit, I can run the camera, I can write down the ideas, I can write down all of the things and I can formulate it, do the set dressing and I can do all of that. But the more of all of those things I do, the less time I have to do other things. So having a team around you to help do those other things is it, it like it'll pay for itself uh, very, very quickly. So I recommend to anybody, if you're at that point where you feel like you're stretched too thin, hire people around you, um, that one, believe in what you're doing and they can help and they'll make things a lot easier for you. I mean, look at like guys like Marquez, uh, Marquez has a team of maybe six or seven, maybe, maybe seven or eight people around him, um, to help create what that world is that he lives in. So it's definitely, it's definitely helpful. Well, and it's, it's like an opportunity cost, right? Like, so yeah. if you're doing all that and you're not focused on like actually getting on camera and what you're going to say and being a little bit more present doing that, then maybe that starts to suffer a little bit because you're yep. doing lighting and the grip and all, you know, the sound check and running yes. you know, audio and everything. Whereas if you could take your mind off of focusing on that, then you can be a little bit more in the right headspace to deliver the content. Absolutely. Like, like this weekend, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Vegas to work with JPL and like only reason I can do that is because earlier this week between Juan Prezi and I, we put together a plan. It's like, okay, what needs to be done so that I can solely focus on what I'm doing in Vegas on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. So let's get everything done. They, they did their part. I did my part wrote some stuff. We recorded some stuff this morning. Like I literally, I've been up since six o'clock this morning. I probably started recording at seven. Um, we started shooting at eight 30. So I shot, you know, I set up and shot two shows before we even got started this morning. And now I have to send all of that stuff over to the editor. He's going to work on that. He'll do the edit while I'm in Vegas. I'll look at his edit and go through and make any final changes and we'll get it posted to YouTube on Saturday and Sunday. But like, if I had to do all of those things, I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. And we wouldn't be having this conversation. And we, probably. And we wouldn't be, yeah, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> well, I appreciate you putting this on your calendar for such a busy Thursday before uh, going absolutely. to Vegas. Any, anything for Will, anything oh, no, for sir. Will. Oh my gosh, here we go. Um, <laughs> Uh, leave the app open. Leave yeah. the In app open. <laughs> yeah. All right, back on the rails. Okay. Um, where do you go from here, man? Like, what's the focus? You've you've grown the channel. You've you've got a little bit of a team around you. You've got you know, obviously, you've had momentum for a while. But let's just say, for lack of saying, you know, other ways of saying it, you've got momentum. You're growing like crazy. Where do you go from here? Uh, I think the main goal is to keep the the momentum going. Honestly, that's really the hardest part. Like, it's great to get here and get where I am. But maintaining this and growing this is even, I would say, is even harder than getting here. Um, so that's really what the that's really what 
the next thing is, is to kind of can keep the momentum moving and try and grow and continue to grow in the space and, sh and show what opportunities are out there for other people that are in the space. Like I would love to get into doing more um, like long form content and shows. I want to do into that. Um, I want to create more content around the game of golf. Um, so like working on a series about that, where essentially, you know, talking to people on the golf course and growing that space, but also integrating the culture as I see it with like fashion and sneakers and technology and entering all of that kind of stuff into the game. So growing the game, the game in that way and growing myself in that way. And even like, I would love to put shows onto TV, you know, maybe it's a sitcom. Uh, maybe it's a show that goes on the golf channel, but all, all those sorts of things that, you know, you aspire to do is continue, continue to push in, in those areas and build in those areas, because I think there, there's opportunity there. It's just a matter of getting the idea right and getting the right team behind it to really make it happen. Man, that's awesome. I, I love that you have so many like goals and just like, you know, I mean, just narrative traction on your life story. Like yeah. it feels like you get up every single day and just like keep pushing your life forward. And I've just, I've always like, I mean, you know, obviously we, we talk and this, then the other, but just like watching you on YouTube and like what you've been able to do, just even the time that like we've known each other, like it's so inspiring yeah. to see like, you hustle, man. Like you get up and you put in the work to keep it going. And it's cool to like, you're not stopping, right? Like yeah. you're not, uh, not that you aren't satisfied with where you are, but like, you've got this desire to continue to get better and yeah. to grow and to do bigger projects. I think that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I would I, like, I see it as the same way as someone that works at a nine to five. Like you don't want to be the entry level person for your whole career. I mean, yeah. I guess some people do, some people don't mind, but you want to grow in the company. You want to, you know, eventually be a supervisor. Then you want to become a manager. Then you want to become a director. Then you want to become like a vice president. Then you want to be like, you know, the yeah. first vice president, like all of those things. So it's the same sort of thing with me. It's just that, you know, I'm the, I'm the product. And so it's like a matter of me, still wanting to do better and grow and continue to, you know, to keep the momentum and grow the business in a way that expands and really provides for other. And now that I have people working for me, like that's another motivation to kind of keep going and keep expanding. Cause you know, I, essentially I, you know, I'm someone's, I'm someone's boss. And so I need to make yep. sure that the ship keeps running smoothly. Otherwise I feel like them and their families are kind of dependent on what this organization does. And so I got to keep that going. It's a whole nother level, isn't it? When yeah. you got like, you got paychecks to to pay and yeah. people depend on that. Yeah. Yep. 100%. All right. So, uh, one last thing, and then we'll go into a, a little segment, uh, a different segment, but, uh, and I don't have a name for this current segment, so I'm just going to call it time of reflection. Okay, Will's, uh, Will's, welcome to Will's Time of Reflection. Thank you. I thank appreciate you. that. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us on Time of Reflection. Okay. <laughs> so this is why we can't really be like, we can't live together like near each other because nope. we would never get anything done. Never get anything no. done. No. Okay, so if you could go back in time and do it over again, uh -huh. what would you do? Would you, would you do anything different? Um, Win the lottery? Is that is that an sure. option? I think, yeah, yeah if I, I mean... could go back in time, I'd win the lottery. Um, honestly, <laughs> no. I I mean, because I don't know. Uh, this, is, and this is the sci-fi nerd in me. Um, I don't know how any of those changes would be reflected through time. Yeah. So I don't know how they would change the situation. 
Uh, I am where I am because of what I've gone through and I am who I am because of what I've gone through and the adversity and the triumphs, the good and the bad, the pain and all the things that I've been through. So that's, that has gotten me this far. You know what I mean? That's allowed me to get to this point in my life where, um, you know, and people would pay good money to be where I am in my life. So I, 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 I hesitate to be like, Oh no, I would change this to make yeah. things better because, um, things are good, you know? making things any better is is in a sense i feel like it's being greedy like going back in time to change something would be oh i want to be is is me being greedy so i wouldn't change a thing because i wouldn't be where i am right now without the past that i have man that's that's like a profound i mean that's the perfect answer right because i mean it's it it is i mean it's because everything works out the way it was supposed to yep 100 percent. okay now this one i do have a segment name for so okay. we're gonna okay. we're gonna call it four court press full so, court press I like full it. court press so it's five rapid fire questions okay uh random questions where the first thing comes to your mind just shoot okay Ready? paloma no okay sorry okay no. <laughs> sorry all right <laughs> thought we were talking about fruit sorry, <laughs> sorry. oh <laughs> man this again this is this is why we would never <laughs> make good working buddies. <laughs> gotcha. Why didn't you guys get that project done? We just sat in the same room and just talked the whole yeah, day. Yeah, we were giving us ideas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So rapid fire questions. Yes. Full quick, court press. Quick answers. Ready? Okay. I'm ready. Not about fruit. Not about fruit. No. Okay. Cool. Fa- favorite project or video? Favorite project or video? Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Just okay. to be able to work with him was amazing. Yep. Hobby outside of making videos. Um, gosh, there is, they're all, I would say golf, maybe no, but golf is part of making videos, DIY, DIY, doing stuff around the house. I like, I like building things like with my hands and seeing those things come to come together. Not that I'm great at it, but did you ever, did you ever finish that outdoor shed? Uh, I did not. Um, but that's, (laughs) I I really don't even know why you would bring that up. Why would you bring that up here? Um, (laughs) After you just said you love doing projects around the house and yes, I, I asked I about something you said you were working on years ago and you didn't, but I also said I wasn't that, good that at it. On me. See, that's, that's so, true. I, so like uh bathroom, I redid, I redid my bathroom, uh, okay, there I you mean, go. the bathroom in the hallway. I changed it from a single to a double. So like, that's good. Um, like two stalls or two sinks, two sinks. Um, okay. I, I changed, I changed out a fan here in the studio, which I felt, I felt really good about. Um, yeah. Little thing, you know, little things like that. I love being like the DIY, uh, like I'm going to install electro electrical outlet in the backyard because we put lights on the fence. Yeah. And right now we have an extension cord running, I guess, really we, to, to test to see if we liked it and how it was going to look. But now that we like it, I've got to run conduit through the ground and get a and put install a plug over there. So like that kind of stuff I, I, I enjoy doing. Well, I'm, I'm, that one's on me. I'm so sorry that I that I brought up the, the shed. No, it's it's cool. I mean, you know, <laughs> stab, kill a man, stab a man yeah. when he's down, or kick a That's man. Fine. What is yeah. it? Kick a kick a guy when he's down. Something, I don't know. Something yeah, it's one of those. It's either, stab either way, him, kick either way, him, it whatever hurt. works. Either way, it hurt. On yeah, the I'm inside. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, again, that one's on me. All right, favorite sneaker in your collection? Uh, favorite sneaker in my collection? Uh, probably my black cement Jordan threes. Um, I've just beat them to death. Yep. Although right now I've been wearing the Jordan one lost and found so much. <laughs> so funny story. I, I've worn them so much that people think, <laughs> and this is, I don't know if this is good or bad. I've worn them so much 
that people think their retros from 94 are their original their original yeah. shoes because I've worn them so much. But, but that is what you're supposed to do with shoes, right? Like, you're supposed to wear them. Yeah, you are supposed to wear them, but yeah, I, know. I, I was in New York, and people were like, oh, those are like, the, is that like the retro from 94? Or yeah. like those originals? And I was like, no, no. These came out six months ago. <laughs> these mm. came out six months ago. They look like they have 30 years on them. It's well, thank you. I yeah. like to wear them. Yeah, thank you, I guess. <laughs> All right, yeah. who do you look up for for inspiration or motivation? Um, gosh, that there there's a ton. Um, there's a ton of people. I uh, I still like Will Smith, I think is like the ultimate, I think for me. Like even like back when I was doing music, I uh, like I have a rap uh one of my rap lines was I'm not chasing after you rappers, I'm chasing Will Smith cuz like that's kind of like that's the dude you know what i mean yeah. like i i feel like he's been able to do any and everything he can do and, it all and do it at a high level yeah. so someone someone like will smith is probably like the ultimate like the ultimate inspiration but i mean then you have you know people like you know like barack obama inspires inspires me yeah. um yeah there's just a ton of people and like there's this woman named tabitha brown who i think is really dope and like her perspective on life is really dope so like uh, she inspires me and, you know, I, I guess, you know, my uncle like inspires me so that there's, it's, it, it kind of comes from, from everywhere and bits and pieces there, you know, if there had to be like one person career wise, it would probably be will. Uh, but outside of that, like life and everything else, like that inspiration comes from tons of places, pastors, yeah. uh, the kids in the family, my friends, you know, you, Nick, uh, my boy, Tony, you know, my boy, John, like the, they're all, there's inspiration all around me as far as life goes. But if career goals is the one, I think yeah. will is, is the, uh, is at the top. It's weird that it auto keeps auto correcting Hardison to Smith, which is really weird, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you guys, have you met him? Have you been able to I meet have him? Not. I've never, oh, I've man. never met him. And I don't, okay. I don't even know if I want to. Um, really? One of those one like, of, yeah. 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 Like you okay. just don't, I'd rather I kind of want to watch from yeah. afar and admire and be inspired in that way. Um, although I imagine being around him would motivate you in a certain way, but like, sure. I don't want to, I don't want to meet him as a, as a casual fan. Uh, like this is probably okay, like yeah. the, the greedy selfish part of me. Like if I was to have a, a relationship with him, it would, I would want it to be one where like we were working together as yeah. opposed to just being like a casual fan. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't need to, I don't, I don't think I need to meet him as a fan. Yeah. Maybe one day you'll be able to do a project with them. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be yeah. amazing. Incredible. All right. Last one. Last one. If I offered you a million dollars to go to work nine to five, would you trade it all in? Uh, a million dollars, what a year, yeah, a sure, month. Yeah. Uh, year, year. Let's go a year. year. Yeah. Um, that's a good living. That's a good living. A million dollars a year. All right, you had to go sit. You had to go sit in a cubicle. Got to go sit in the cubicle. That's um, right. There, I, I know like this is supposed to be a rapid fire question, mm -hmm. but it kind of depends on the job. Really? Yeah, yeah. it depends on the job. If, okay. If you're it doing was a, you're doing Excel spreadsheets all day oh, long. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> uh, so something completely different than being creative. Completely different. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I, I can't I can't say no to that honestly. Really? Because here's the okay. thing. Here's the thing. I'm I'm old enough now where um, stop it. 
I I think about legacy. And yeah. I think about what me making a million dollars a year guaranteed would do for the ne- the generation that comes after me. Yeah. So it's that. hard it's hard for me to, you know, I know the answer you, the general answer was like, "No, I want to be who I am and be know, independent. I'm going to work." Is... But I think there's there's a level of I think at this point, there's a level of maturity in my life where I think about that next generation more than I think about my current, my yeah. current moment. Um, so like my kids, my kids, kids, um, yep. my nieces, my nephews and a uh, million dollars a year for, you know, the next goes a long way. 30 years of my life can go a very long way in financial stability and giving them a freedom to be able to do things and explore things that I never had the chance to do. So yeah, I'm not going to, not going to say yeah. no to that. I, you know, you no, never, once you, you never once know. Once you become a dad, you know, I mean, it, it changes, right? Like your perspective and yeah. your kids and your kids, kids, like you said, it, it, it changes. So I totally get it, man. I, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. appreciative that you didn't just say, Oh, I want to, you know, why yeah. would I do that? Like, yeah, that's, no, I know it was full court press and rapid fire, but no, I appreciate that honesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess it's just a level. Like, I was talking, I was actually talking to a buddy about um, talking about kids, and um, he was like, "I'm working super hard now, um, so like when I have kids, I don't, I don't have to, and, and work yeah. become, and work is going to become less important." And that was like, I, and my, my my perspective on that was like, work doesn't become less important when you have children work takes on a new meaning work becomes more purposeful when you're working for yourself and it's just you like you're doing it's almost you're just doing it to buy things yep. or do it but when you're doing it when there's someone else in the picture and then there's a kid um there's a family the work the purpose of the work becomes more meaningful and it changes the perspective on things and going to work isn't just about going to make money but it's going to set up a legacy for your children and, and present them with better opportunities than you yourself had so work just kind of grab, takes on a new meaning so it does anyway that's this is probably way it, deeper than a conversation that we wanted on fan man. but you know here we we landed here this is where here we, we are yeah here here, here we, we are. are so yeah and, subscribe <laughs> hit it hit the button now yeah hit the right button now if you aren't motivated and moved after that you don't yeah. have a soul yeah if i you have if i have if i haven't hooked you by now yeah <laughs> oh my gosh well my man thank you this has been such a joy especially for the first one i appreciate you so much agreeing to do this I uh, you didn't have to really think about it. You said yes, and I was like, okay, like of course. Uh, then, of course, you know. So, man, I really do appreciate it. It was it was so fun. Always a pleasure hanging Thank out you, with man. you. Um, and yeah, subscribe. That's what I got yeah. at the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. all well, that. Well, Just I'll subscribe. Say- Thank you for having me. Um, and as this is the first episode, for those that are listening to this first episode, um, this is going to be a great show. Uh, the ideas that Will has told me about the show and how he wants to structure the show and the people that he wants to talk to and the way he's going to really explore their minds. I think it's going to be really helpful to those for creators and non-creators alike. If you want to get to the space of, are you already been in the space? Um, this is the place you're going to get that information. So shout out to Will for having the the foresight to create something like this, because uh, I think it's needed in the space and people are really going to enjoy it. Well, God bless you, sir. Thank you for that. <laughs> 
Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, everyone else subscribe, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Right. Peace, everybody. Well, certainly thank you for listening to the very first episode of the Grow a Fanbase podcast, where we interview and tell stories from those who have built a loyal following. Certainly want to thank Jacques Slade for being my very first guest. Always a pleasure talking to him. If you want to learn more, you can visit growafanbase.com for upcoming episodes and previous episodes if you are stumbling upon this at a future date. You can also follow me on Twitter at Will Hardison. Until next time, take care and we'll see you later.